The Edinburgh Football Podcast is brought to you in association with Nicholson Joinery Limited. Yes, and welcome to our 93rd episode. Can you believe that, Callum? 93? No, no, what a random stat to start with. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's all about. <laughs> the question is, you know, the, the, the argument we had, I think, during Series 1 was, will we get to 55 before Rangers? And, well, we managed to, so... We've done that. I remember, I remember when we reached fifty-five, and we had a wee joke about that. But uh, oh, that means that means we're no far off the hundred. We'll have to have to do some sort of oh giveaway for the hundredth episode. <laughs> uh, right. Okay. How are you, Ross? You well? Yes, very good. Good stuff. Good Fo- man. Football's back, so you must be well. Football's back for you. That's the football you care about. Oh, definitely, definitely. Can I just state that I was not on the M8 looking for Andy Halliday last week. Absolutely horrendous. horrendous shows last week. You were outside his house. You were outside his house, wasn't you? Right. I'm having a cup of tea, well. <laughs> right, okay, the agenda for tonight. We'll start Hibs. Uh, then we're going to discuss Hearts as football's back for them. Edinburgh City, the Betfred started for them. And then to the Lone League, where it's the start of the league season this weekend. So... Hibs and Callum, and there's been two games over the past week or so. League action on Friday night against Hamilton. Uh, we'll start there. Well, for the first well, hour of the game, up until the third goal, it was probably one of the most comprehensive performances I've seen from Hibs so far this season. Callum, I was really, really happy with that. And then the last 20 minutes or so, it just <laughs> went up. Um, well, aye. Hibs, really. Um, <laughs> yeah. If, if I'm on- I didn't. I didn't see the game on on Friday night. I was I was away, um, but I will I will bring reference to the fact that you were struggling to use my login um, to watch the game uh, yourself. But but I, th- I think the most important thing was three points, and you know being three 0 up um, and cruising, and then almost chucking it away is is very hip. So yeah, it's it's there's still a few cracks in that back line but you know two penalties and an unfortunate own goal um, you know obviously Marcelo saves one penalty but it's, it's it's an unfortunate own goal with the other one and another penalty so let's let's not look at it as like Hamilton have cut Hibs open etc but um, the most important thing was, was three points on um, Friday night and uh, for the cliche counters there's two that you can use so far <laughs> Doesn't matter the performance is all about three points. Um isn't it just typical though, Ross? I know you, you weren't I don't think you were with us last week, but me and Callum spoke about them them how impressive we were with Ryan Port Ryan Porches and we talk him up and he gets his Scotland call up and then he gives me a penalty and scores a an unbelievable OG. Have you seen it back? Aye, I've watched the um for me personally, I don't rate Porches as a centre half. I think if you have to slide, if you have to slide that, you're in the wrong position. All right, for me. Oh, that's that's to my opinion. It's my total opinion. And I spoke to I spoke to Louis Stevenson about this. Uh, the, one of the race nights I saw him, in, and he didn't want to agree with me, but he kind of nodded his head slightly. But I I think there's he's still very young and naive at times. I think the call up should obviously help give him a boost, but. <laughs> Good header for the the second goal for Hamilton. I must admit. But you know, um, I, I take you know, I, I take yeah, yeah. I take I take your point, Ross, regarding slight tackling and and things like that. But the, the thing that just a bit of high, it's rash for me. Yeah, but I mean, half, it's uh, far too rash. Yeah, I think we spoke. You know, I mean, I I played with him for for a year. I I know Ryan. You know, he was young and he, he just loved to tackle. But isn't it refreshing to? Isn't it refreshing to at least know what we've got? You know, a young Scottish defender here that actually likes to defend. How often do you? Oh, do you how often do you speak about? Um, how often do you speak about set of halves that you go? You know, they're suspect with the ball and the ball's in the air, or they they maybe lack pace or this or the other. But they all, oh, but they're great with the ball. And you're like, well, actually, sometimes right. it's just quite nice to actually have a defender that does just put a tackle on and win the ball because, you know, first and foremost, that, that's their job. Keep the ball to the net, no? No, no, absolutely. I think there's there's. There's aspects when it comes to the no nonsense, but when he's putting six studs in some boy's kneecap <laughs> for a challenge, <laughs> mainly Rangers players, it tends to be a question mask asked. Like, but hopefully he'll kick on. Um, 
tough that he's been, he's been impressive for what I've seen um, I think Hibs overall played well against Hamilton he's a very dominant as he said um, Stobson for Stubber yeah. I don't know how he's never scored more and I, I certainly don't know how Nisbet never got a trick the amount of chances he had yeah Karma <laughs> I've spoke every week. We kind of speak about him, but I don't want to go over old ground here. But Nisbet's two two goals are just are just quality, isn't it? It's just absolute quality. Yeah, I mean, let's let's be honest. Kevin Nisbet um, has taken to the Premiership like a duck to water. There's there's another cliche, but um, I think that it's just fantastic to see a young boy coming in. Uh, Young Scottish guy, really, again, and you know, we're talking to the Scotland squad there with Brian Porteous. Kevin, this bit can't be too far away from knocking on that door. I think, um, he's the top scorer in the league at the moment, so if he continues on like that, you can't ignore him. Yeah, no, absolutely, I don't think you can. I think, but they're also talking about McGinn coming in for Scotland. I did see that just, just before we came, we started the show, and I think, I don't know, that's. Look, Paul McGinn is solid and will do a job, but I think that international football is... He's no good enough for international. It's a step up that I'm not sure... Um, SNP are trying to do what Hibs have done, just bulk up on McGinn's. That's it. <laughs> I think, for, you know, for me, yeah, I mean, McGinn is very steady, solid. You, you know exactly what you're going to get from him. Probably similar to like a Louis Stevenson, let's be honest, Calm. That, that that sort of, you know, week in, week out, solid, six or seven out of ten. But but if I'm thinking of it as a Scotland fan here, why not just promote an under-21 or an under-19s player and give, give him experience and you've got a player there that can, yeah. like, like we've done with Ryan Porteous. I mean, Scotland could easily have called up, um, you know, Ross's pal Gordon Greer. And uh, you know a guy that's <laughs> and he's <laughs> could have called up someone in their forties that's you know had had his had his time, but no, get players in now. Like you we know. still do that with uh, Mulgrew. Well, there we are. But um, the yeah, I mean the, the goals that we've kind of discussed the goals. It's sort of just a, a soft penalty and then it's like a free a free OG. But no, I thought Hibs are really good. Yeah, I think Jack Ross will be this bit's this bit's header actually reminded me a bit like John Robertson sticking his head into places where you wouldn't expect it for a striker. So. Um, he's really impressed me yeah. I think you're bang on Callum actually just going back to that point he, he can't be far away when Shanklin's getting called up when he's in the championship then uh, when Nisbet's how started how he started this season he can't be far away if he's doing that in, in the Premiership especially with a lack Absolutely. of lack of striking uh, options as well for, for Scotland um, on to midweek then Callum and it was a a real well it was a, against Broda sorry the start of the, the Betfred uh, Broda at home I suppose a 3-1 win in the end but it really was a sort of a team full of the ones that have been on the bench isn't it but by all accounts I think Gullen apparently played well Cam I didn't see the game but I think Gullen apparently well had a few chances Malin Malin takes a few goals Gullen missed a couple of you know ones that he should be putting away I think um, you know the, the team that was put out there was a lot of boys there that uh, really had a chance to sort of say look here I am pick me for the next game and I think that Hibs uh, had the game won within 11 minutes I think you know, Stevie Mallon does really well for the first goal um, you know, Harry's the defender wins the ball it's a good finish and then the second goal um, good cut back from Jamie Murphy Stevie Mallon's there again and I, th- I mean the game was over after 11-12 minutes I think that Broder did well to stay, stay in it but you know, Hibs if they needed to could always have gone, gone up a gear but um, I don't think anyone really shone uh, and I don't think anyone did enough to make Jack Ross think about changing his starting starting 11 yeah as a you know as a Hibs fan Callum and looking at the Betfred just now this whole group stage thing I think is great for for Premiership sides when it's pre-season and it gives you those maybe four or five extra games where you can really get your fitness up for the start of the season but to have this over international break and when, when already what 10, 10 I don't know how many league games are in is it 10, 10 league games in already um, it just seems a bit pointless for Premiership size is it not Cal? Well no I mean I wouldn't, I wouldn't say pointless because it's always 
it's always good to rotate the squad and, you know, Hibs were able to give minutes last night to Jamie Gullins, Stevie Mallon, you know, David Gray, first appearance of the season. Um, then McGregor came in, you know, the 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 goalie started Dylan Barnes. So, you know, I think that it's good to be able to freshen things up. But um, it's another four games that, you know, Hibs could probably have done without. But yeah. I think that overall it is a good thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, Kyle McGuinness then, that was another big news. Uh, on transfer, well, domestic. Uh, well, is it, is it the Scottish rule as well? Is it because down south I know you're still allowed to sign domestic signings up until the sixteenth of October? Is that the same up here? Do we know, Ross? No, I don't think so. No, I don't think I, so. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah, it's, 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 yeah, because in, in England I know that you can <sighs> sign. You can still sign domestically up until the sixteenth. But anyway, on transfer deadline day. Uh, it's been confirmed. Oh, it was the worst kept secret in in football. You know, McGinnis was at the game on Friday night, and it was just a matter of time before he was confirmed. But we signed Kyle McGinnis. We sort of briefly spoke about him last week. Callum didn't really know much about him, but I know there's been a few videos of sort of come around this weekend from St. Mirren from St. Mirren fans. That you've been sitting watching the YouTube um, highlight reel. Hundred percent What a player! What a player! But do we know? Yeah, but I haven't heard comments from Sabirin fans, Callum, and seen things that have been posted. They're they're devastated that they're, they're, they're that they've lost this player because he's a young he's a young player. But it says a lot the fact that he was young, but he was made their captain, Callum, at what at such a young age too. So they must have had high high. Uh, appreciation I, of him. I mean, very, very good player, and, um, by, by all accounts, from Simon's point of view. But uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, his role in the team. You know, I, I know was it the boy that runs the Pie and Bovril Twitter accounts, a Simon fan, and he was pretty cut up to be losing him. So, uh, uh, interesting to see. I've not seen enough of him to be able to sit here and say, "Oh, what a signing that is," but. Um, you know, it's, it's interesting. It's interesting. Yeah, I mean, have a look at him, Cam. He looks quite dynamic. He looks a lot of his clips. I, I know you say it, but a lot of his clips, he seems to be in the in the attack in third, uh, and he looks strong. He looks physically strong, small in height, but he looks physically strong. So yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing him in the Hibs jersey. Ross, have you got any have you any idea about McGinnis? I know you were on the show last week, but not a scooby who he is. Um, yeah. Understand St. Mirren's frustration of using losing their, their club captain, but uh, unfortunately that that that's football. When when a big when a bigger club comes along with 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 more money, I would imagine you're, you're regardless of what walk of life you're in in a job, you're 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 going to take it. No, this football doesn't make oh, it any different. And you never know, Hibs might find another rough diamond out there. You know, I'm pretty sure a lot of eyebrows have been raised when Hibs signed John McGinn and. And and look what he's gone on to do. So, who knows? Maybe maybe McGinnis McGinnis should I say can follow his footsteps. Uh, Betfred action again. Bloody ugly, <laughs> uh, On to this weekend then. Callum Cove away. Uh, it'd be a tougher game than the midweek. But again, a a a game that you'd. Are you shaking your eyebrows for? It's a League One team. <laughs> what are players in that team, Carl? They got they got promoted, didn't they? Nah, I mean, look, let's let's be honest here. Um, you know, it should be again a couple of goals uh, and comfortable winning this game. You know, let's let's not beat around the bush here. Um, yeah, I just said a tougher game, Calm. I just said a tougher game. I never said I didn't expect still ah, stick to win. Like, I mean, nice. Putting putting a uh, cove away by a couple of goals. Like, I think I think that. Um, I they, like Hibs might not score until like the twentieth minute, but I, I I still think it's not it's not it's not it's not it's not it's not, not going to be a game where like, I mean if Hibs if Hibs drop point or like don't don't pick up the three points here then 
That's a shocker. Yeah. Didn't know, I didn't know, I didn't know Alan Coleman oh, up there. Uh, well, they've got McAllister and uh, is it McGinson or McGinson or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Aye, that's two good psyches are coming out, and then, unless you kind of shore up that defence, they, they can cause you a bit of trouble. Yeah. I'm, 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 I wouldn't go full out and say he's going to pump. I expect he's to win, but I wouldn't say he's going to pump them. I'm, I'm going <laughs> full McCall here. I certainly hope not. Anyway, showing absolutely no respect to the opposition on Saturday here. <laughs> Absolutely full, you know. Um, He's a five-year Scottish Cup winning legend, perhaps. He certainly was. Right. Okay then. On to Hearts and Rochelle. You must be absolutely del- you. you must be delighted back in competitive action for the first time since since March, and it's um, aye. So competitive action. It's the first game we can always speak about friendlies, but the first competitive action. Uh, how are you feeling initially about the season ahead then? Um, it wasn't a compromising win, but to go back on Calm's cliche, wins a win. I'll take it, I'll take it any day of the week. Um, I think it's good just to get that that get a couple of guys' professional debuts kind of out of the way with uh, with Hearts. So you've got like so you had Halliday in there playing. You had Gordon back back in the sticks at Tynecastle. Um, so I'm, I was delighted with with the result. I think it was they made hard work of it. Uh, but likes of Janelli, he was probably standout for me. He looked really good. He looked really quite a, a handful for Inverness at the times. And you've got Craig Gordon, and he's got his cat-like reflexes, saving you at certain points as well. I think hats off to Mark Ridgers and goals for Inverness because I think he saved them for a lot of chances as well. But I'll take it. Take the win. Take the win anyway. But um, it's good to get the. Do you think it was a bit of because you know from from an onlooker I'm just thinking that was potentially a, a chance to really put a statement down a playing against a, a I want to say t- child, a title rival but in inverted commas I'd put that because I, I don't think they will be but one nil penalty as an onlooker Callum it doesn't look the mo- the most convincing does it but I suppose as Ross says a win's a win and well, you move on. There's a potential banana skin as well there. <laughs> I mean, I, I watched I watched the game on on Tuesday night, um, and Papa yeah. absolute PHM, mate, PHM. <laughs> I, I work for this podcast, um, but if, if I'm honest, it was a bit sort of first game of the season. You know, you could tell that boys weren't like fully fully match fit. I would say um, Hearts had a few chances. Mark Ridgers did do well. Um, I thought that. Janelli was good taking boys on, but um, final product at times was a little bit wanting for me. But corners, um, corners no. were a bit. He is a he is a winger. Yeah. He is a winger. Is yeah. that not the norm? For us anyway. Absolutely good. I thought looked better when Halliday came on. You know, I'm surprised that we're not just devoting ten minutes to talking about Craig Gordon's you know, fantastic save uh, in like the fifth minute. Uh, I remember I was watching it on the laptop and I was just like, oh my God, what a save that is. But um, that, that brought back horrible memories of like Craig Gordon against him so many years ago. But um, ah, still still can't go over that one. But um, I thought, I, like, without wanting to say, oh, wins a win, all hearts need to do is win these four games and through the next round that's that's the most important thing um, I don't think that it was Robbie Nielsen's full strength team that started um, no, it's nowhere near it. you know there's a few boys missing there so um, but each, I'm, I'm not convinced by Craig White up front but uh, guys like Stevie Naismith Andy Halliday the quality that they had you know even Andy Irvin looked very good in spells but it's, it's all about just getting 90 minutes under the belt for Hearts in a competitive game and then getting the win as well so yeah, yeah there's that, that, was, that was that's that's, the, that's how to sum up that game really yeah. I think you know no thrills um, three that points is. A player comes in for, for Hearts Ross in the past uh, week or so um, Stephen Kingsley captain. 
he's playing on so yeah he came on didn't on he uh, came on, did he come on he came on on Tuesday um, a Scotland uh, capped for Scotland uh, a while back I think so how do you feel about that then diet uh, as I said in a previous uh, couple of podcasts ago that I think left back was an area that we certainly needed to strengthen up I think with Hickey finally getting his moves to Bologna and you had A.D. White who started against Inverness not for me personally uh, Garuccio has had injury issues in the past I think he'll probably be second he'll be second fiddle to it but I think Kingsley will come in he'll be the, the starter for left back I would imagine um, I'm just hoping he'll kind of kick on in that league similar to what Eckersley done at Hearts he's got a one year deal but if he keeps kicks on and plays well for that season I'm, I'm more than convinced he'll get another contract at the end of that yeah what type of feedback you're getting that level and you've got premiership experience so. yeah what type of feedback is he is he, is he uh, an attacking feedback is he just pretty steady Eddie box to box I've I've to be honest, I can't even. I just one of these players that you, you know his name, but it just <laughs> I've got no, not really much knowledge about him. Not a clue. Oh well, we'll find out. We'll find out. <laughs> I'll I'll really, in a few weeks. I've seen him. I've seen him a fair amount of times in Football Manager for for like in saves with Hibs etc. So um, I think that's a good sign for us. So, uh, um, I know Robbie Nielsen spoke down this uh, this idea and he just tried to put it down to nobody wanting the jersey but no number 9 on the squad numbers Ross do you, do you expect maybe one more, pe- one more player to come in then and take yes, that uh, I've seen a lot on Twitter teasing that there's going to be a striker coming in to kind of help out that because it, if, if, you've, if you've not got your boys or your Naismith ideally is your which are probably going to be your, your top two picks anyway for a striker. We are shot up front. And White and... Mm, I kind of hope he does kick on, but I just can't see it. Um, but I think uh, nine could be a... There's rumours of someone coming in shortly, but not a scooby who that is. Well, chuck a name at you. Or chuck any names at me, mate. Jason Cummins? Nah, no chance. He's kicked on it. Um, Shrewsbury, I would imagine so. He gets tired every transfer window. So. <laughs> what do you think, Cal? Nah, he's he just scored his hundredth career goal as well for yeah. Shrewsbury. Fair enough. I just know he was mentioned. I know he's mentioned earlier on in the. Well, so, uh, you get you, so there's people on Twitter mentioning Kyle Lafferty, but that's not going to no, happen. Think for something. I think. Um, what what I'm what I'd be most delighted about as a Hearts fan is that the number nine jersey was not filled by Osman So, um, who Dundee have taken a punt on despite him being absolutely horrendous. He's yeah, just midweek. I mean, I mean, so so was brilliant for Hearts for eighteen months, and he has not kicked the ball since pretty much. Yeah, been absolutely woeful. Um, when he came back to Scotland, Dundee United, Kilmarnock, uh, now Dundee, that, just delighted to see that he wasn't the, the number nine signing that Hearts were trying out for. Some agent, what eh? fans still want him back? Some agent. What fans would take him? One of my mates is a physio and he works out, at, works out of Tynecastle. And um, I remember going and it's, he sort of is his room is just off the tunnel and it's like you walk in and it's maroon doesn't uh, show in a, uh, blood doesn't show in a maroon jersey and then on, on one side on the other side it's got pictures of like BT when he scores the penalty it's got a Scottish another Scottish Cup final uh, picture and then it's just got a picture of that Z Fook and I'm just like really? <laughs> it's like this is the most out of like when they're in the championship it's like a guy that came in for how long was he there? just like three months or something was it? Four uh, just incredible, but anyway. Absolutely. <laughs> um Cowden Beef this weekend in, in the Bet Fred uh, comfortable and eh? just it has to be a comfortable. Aye, that's gotta be a cricket score. Yeah. Yeah, honking. But hearts are hearts to having to stream it uh, through Hearts TV. But because they're doing it, they're having to pay half and half to Cowden. Cowden can do it. So I think there's a lot of Hearts fans on Twitter kicking up fuss because 
of uh, Donald Finlay's comments previously about Hearts. Nah, right, I noticed okay. you um, had his two cents saying that it's not in the top 3,000 things that you would do. Um, but I think everyone's entitled to do whatever they want. You know, you can't blame Hearts fans for wanting to see their team and you can't blame Hearts fans for not wanting to handle oh, their You know, uh, can be so... It's, you know, in personal opinion, I would put it down to. Yeah. Okay. Right, on to Ember City then and... Well, I didn't get the Betford off to the to the best start. I know that at the end of the day they're playing against a. I mean, I, I remember when we played uh, when I was at City and we got into Betfred, um, and we actually drew Livy. July twenty sixteen. Yeah, we we drew Livy, uh, in in the Betfred at Meadowbank, and I think they were were they still no, they must have been Championship, but they had you know they had a good they had a good side, and I remember just I think been relegated, I think. Yeah, they had the boy. Oh, Never got promoted or something. Yeah, the boy, I think the boy Mullen played a, a good side at that night and. He scored? Yeah, he did score. What was this? Was it 2 0? 2 0 we got beat. 3 0. 3 0 we got beat, yeah. Um, it's because a certain Andrew Stoney was left on the bench. Ah, I was on the Judy, yeah, that's, that's right. That's my understanding. That's right. It would have been five. It would have been five, probably. Um, <laughs> but no, we. we uh, but the, the, ben- the, the benefit we had was the fact that. Again, this was pre-season for, for both teams and it makes it a bit of a leveller, whereas Ember City are coming up against a, a Premiership team that are that are 10 games into the season and a team that are used to playing on AstroTurf, so all the things ticked, probably in Livingston's favour and, and they put Ember City quite comfortably to the sword, Callum, didn't they? Yeah, um, I, I didn't see the game on Tuesday night, but I spoke to Lerdy and you know, it's, it's, it's levels eh? you've got Livy 10 games into the season Premiership team they've turned the corner I mean they start the season very poorly but they're back in the top 6 they've had a couple of good results and if, you know they're, they're going to be decent I think um, I think they were well well worth their win 3 0 up at uh, half time but they were very I don't know big time about it shall, shall we say um, so that that sort of left a still of taste. I think there was a few things, few things said online, etc. Uh, between two, but uh, I think uh, they were a bit bit too big time for you know a game which realistically is pretty, as you were saying, not not a level playing field. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, like you said, probably coming against a Livingston team like like you touched on there. The fact that Livingston got off to a poor start and they've they've started to find a bit of form. You can understand from Gary Hall's point of view is play a strong side, keep this winning run going. So when they come back off at the national break, they can continue this good run in, in the league, and uh, they'll be seeing these next couple of fixtures for them and this bet Fred just to to keep the squad hungry and and keep this good form going. So it was never going to be easy for City. No, I mean you don't you don't judge City on the performance against Livingston. There, you judge them on the performance this weekend Absolutely. Uh, against Saint. You know yeah. that's Absolutely. that. But um, Stenny, who they'll come up against uh, this season, so. Let's have a look at the possession stats. The possession stats weren't that far away from Livy and Say. Just obviously, Livy were a bit more clinical, but as we said, they've had that, that match game. They've, they've had the games in, so. Yeah, it's, it's they're going to be match. sharper, so. Yeah. I think. Um, there's, there's no disgrace getting beat off a Premiership site. No, I think um, City missed a couple of chances, if I'm honest. Um, well, that's what I've heard. Um, one which, a really good chance, but I think it was uh, it was either Harris or Hamlin, but it was just too much time that they had. You know, one of those where it comes into the box and it's just or too much to think about it and, you know, pick the wrong option. But, um, again, it's no disgrace, like you were saying, Ross, these games are not the games that City are going to be ju- uh, judged on and it's a much better task on, on Saturday to see where them the City are. Yeah, agreed. Right, so these are warm-ups for the league for them. That's all they need to use them as. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, uh, any, I know, any idea, I know Harris comes off in the first half, Calm is this, do we know if this is tactically, tactical or injured? No. It, 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 it was an injury. Um, it was an injury. Um, so uh, I don't 
think it's too serious, but yeah, uh, it was injury instead of sort of tactical change. Yeah. Um, a player by, we spoke, you know, it's just a hopefully, hopefully, it's, yeah, you know. hopefully it's not too not too serious because it was a player we spoke about, you know, his second season at, at City, a, a chance, you know, a player we spoke about that, you know, just needs a probably a really good season and people start talking, really talking about him again, you know, because he, he just sort of fell out. Of, Positively talking about him, aye. Yeah, yeah, just a, a real shame in the last. <clears throat> couple of years just since that injury at Hibs we've just spoke about he's just not really been able to get consistent um, a season where you go get a full season yeah basically no, yeah. yeah. fingers yeah. crossed it's not too bad though. yeah yeah definitely uh, I almost kind of mentioned their name three or four times now but it's Stenhouse Muir this weekend and yeah I mean there's there's no point beating about the bush here this is a real opportunity to put down a statement you're playing against a, a fellow League 2 side and they'll be looking City to to kind of you put a marker down, won't they? Yeah, I think that um, was it last season. Stenny worked out uh, to be sort of up there, challenging playoffs, etc. Um, they actually, they beat City, I'm sure, um, at the start of last season. But uh, this this is a game that City, City need to be taking points in. Um, you know, a couple of goals and just you know, just sort of flex their lead two muscles here. You know, it was also nice to see. You know, two players that we were impressed with last season, Callum at, at Civil, that have you know gone out alone again actually to Stenhouse from your. So it'll be good. I know it's it's different, but it's nice to see uh, Yates and Jaden Fairley have both gone to to Stenny on loan. So, um, but you know, I know it's they're no longer at uh, well, well they are because they're from Hibs. But it's nice to see some players that have gone for, on loan and they'll be getting League Two action, Callum. Yeah, I think um, Scolese is a cracking me player. Um, Jim Fairley didn't get enough um, sort of game time before coronavirus killed the season, but um, Scolese was excellent last year. And, you know, I'm sure there would have been a fair amount of teams that if they'd seen him play would have, would have wanted his services. He can play in a number of positions and, you know, a, a right good talent. Yeah. Uh, very, very good player. And you're right, because the boy... The, the lad fairly very young he was only 16 I think when he joined joined Civil but he actually chipped him a, one or yeah. two goals one or two goals and like you say it could have been a really good end to the season for him those last couple of uh, months at Civil but he uh, obviously coronavirus hit and we weren't able to to really see the benefit of him uh, very true but I mean uh, he scored against Kelty in that 3-2 defeat and mm. he hung in the air yeah. when Ronaldo does it was like Unbelievable. Well, was he was standing on the box first. Like, yeah. Aye, right. right. well, right. well, well. yeah. Right. The whole team was there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the last time, was it? Maybe? The last time we were all at a game together? Quite possible. Aye, probably. Because we went to two that day. That's right. That's right. Uh, we, we, we nipped into Spartans at uh, half time. That's right. Well, okay, then, on to the Lowland League. And it was confirmed this afternoon, I think it was never in doubt from my sources, because I knew that that was still going ahead, uh, that the Low League would go ahead as planned this weekend. They weren't in doubt with the, the new government uh, guidelines. And again, off topic, but East of Scotland, etc. goes on, uh, goes ahead as well. Uh, they fall under the professional banner, which is quite good. But um, yeah, good news for the Low League to, to start this weekend. And we'll start with Civil. The thing I like about Civil... Uh, in terms of their preparation is they have played a lot of games of football over this past month, yeah. six weeks. I think too much. Well, when you have not played football for seven months, I think you do need maybe an extra two or three games because ordinarily in a normal pre-season, you've only had maybe three or four weeks off and you play five, six games before the season starts. The fact of the matter is, we've had seven months off, so maybe playing those extra two or three games um, might be a good thing, and they're going to be coming up against an East Stirling side this weekend. Yeah, they're going to be coming up against a Shire side this weekend, who I know didn't have to do their full 14 days isolation in the end, but haven't had many games. So if... If if Civil are going to be going through to to Stirling and East Stirling on the first game of the season, they've had as good a preparation as as they possibly could, Callum. No. Aye. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think it's like it's like we talked about um, 
you know a couple of times on the podcast when you know Edinburgh Uni play like a, a midweek game. Uh, he said, you know, and ironically enough, it was East Stirling away where we talked about it. It was a Friday night game, and you've got East Stirling team that you know however many were working away. Edinburgh Uni were just well, their whole day was just get to the game at night. So. And they came away with a two-one victory. You know, it, it levelled things for them. So I mean, Seville can go through there, pro- better prepared, a little bit um, more match sharpness than um, <clears throat> East Stirling have. So you know, it's it's a great opportunity for Seville to start the season and start the season well. Yeah. Um, they a friendly on. Is it Tuesday night there? Because I had that on my phone and I had the Hearts game on my laptop. So. Um, I was multitasking, but you know, several several hit eight, and you know, there was. I'll be honest, the first half performance from Ross Guthrie absolutely rolled back the years. Out, um, the like absolute Rolls Royce of a player. I was very impressed with what I was seeing from uh, several. There was a few faces that I didn't recognise, but you know, I'm sure I'm sure we'll find out um, later on. But I, th- I thought several. I don't know. Um, Quietly confident again um, this season, as I always am. I've got far too much faith in them, but um, I'm I'm excited for what this season can bring. Mm-hmm. What would be a, you know, when I was when I was, you know, Gary was my, Gary was my manager for seven years, uh, joint manager to start with, and and then obviously full time manager uh, for most of it. And every season when I was at City, was just looking for. For progression, every season, progression, progression, progression. So, you know, their target will be to get more points than they did last year. And it's going to be a challenge yeah. with, with the teams in there. But, you know, Gary's got standards and they won't be far off points-wise, I think, where they were last season. And, and they'll be looking to to improve on that. And if they do that, they'll, they'll be on for a, a good season again. I think top top seven. Top six. Top six. top six, top seven, top six. Top, I think it'd be a, a good season. Top, top six for Seville is a fantastic season. I think yeah. beating last year's points tally, top six. Yeah, I think I think that because um, just budget wise, some of the teams in the league, and I know I'm, you know, got my wee violin out there, etc. But um, can he can he compete with some of the teams um, in monetary terms? But yeah. they, uh, I think I think Seville can. Have a, have a good year. Yeah, there'll be, there'll be, I'll put it this way, there'll be some teams probably weekly wage budget that's probably the season for for a civil service, I would probably imagine, but but there we are. Um, next up is Spartans' trip down to Gretna, and Ross, I feel mightily sorry for, for Spartans having to go down about an hour and a half, mm, nah, it's a bit longer than that, let's say two hours or so, down to Gretna on a bus, knowing fine well that I guarantee you it's raining at Gretna because every time I've played at Gretna, it always rains. It's always horrendous. You can't wait to get in the showers at the end of the game. Um, but the long trip means that they just have to dry themselves off probably in a stand and then get back up the road. It's a, it's a tough time for, for players at the moment, isn't it, for to, to go these trips? I, I- I couldn't be bothered with that, having to go drive down in the kit on your own due to new restrictions as well. They've got, they've got a coach. No, no, I think they're allowing a coach, I think. All, all spaced apart, all spaced apart, wearing masks, I think. I, well, that might change. I, I don't know, that was my understanding. But regardless, no, if it's, it's a if trip. It's in the rain, you're going to have to sit back on a bus anyway. Ah, correct. And you're going to be, you'll be freezing. Yeah. 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 So have the electric blankets when they get home. Unless they stay stay down down in the borders, they can have a fight till they get a clock outside the door <laughs> and they're and they're soaking wet kit. <laughs> yeah, that's another thing actually. When you think about it, because Gretna have got a Gretna have got a social club, but it's just outside the ground. So there'll be people in Gretna fans in the social club um, on one side of the wall, and then over the wall, the, the game's going on. But uh, that's the times we're in. But. Um, Interesting start though. Interesting start, Ross, because new, basically a new manager for 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 Gretna who, well, got the last couple of games. Well, I don't know how many games he got, but he came in during the season anyway. Obviously, the season cut short. 
they've kind of Gretna fans online are saying that they will have a better season. They're going to surprise a lot of people this year. Um, an away trip. You've got the bus trip down. Uh, got the journey. Uh, tricky little start, but one that expects patterns to come through. Yeah, I, I would fully expect them to come through that. I don't really know much about Gretna, but um, having a look at results from last year, I don't think they were that great. So I'm hoping for an Ember team that win there. Yeah, echo echo that comments, Cam. We've got to expect Spartans to go down there and pick up three points, don't we? I think I think where Spartans want to be, uh, this is a game that they have to win. You know. It's, no disrespect to sort of Gretna, but you know Spartans need to be going down there and getting three points. And I think that um, you know they've they've made some big signings um, this year. So you've got to hope that they hit the ground running. And you know Spartans do have a talented squad from last year, but being slow starters the last few years can't let that happen this year. Needs to be, you know. I think um, when we mentioned the first five fixtures, Spartans have a little bit of an easier ride to the first four and you know realistically they've got to come out the blocks flying and yeah I'd, I'd fancy Spartans to come back up the road to the three points yeah agreed and the last of our low leagues last of our low I'm laughing here because it's just you couldn't write it could you really I mean if any you know if any team will have been affected by well be two teams that are going to be affected by coronavirus the most and, and, and lockdowns the most and isolations the most it's the two uni sides um, and then adding the fact that their first game of the season Callum was up against the, the champions in Kelty who are one of the two favourites for the league uh, Kelty midweek ran St Johnston fairly close uh, 2-1 defeat to them in the Betfred midweek so um, this is this, this is just this is just I mean if there's ever the, the cliche of a free hit this is absolutely it, isn't it? I mean, I uh, like honestly, um, I, you never, you never like to be talking about you know our clubs this way, but I kind of hope that Kelby have invested in a cricket scoreboard over this uh, over the close season because this this could be. Um, I, I don't know what the record win in the Lowland League is, but um, last year Edinburgh Uni went there and got beat nine one, and it was you know an Edinburgh Uni that were up to speed um, and had their team set. This isn't. I have no idea who's going to take to the field for the Uni on Saturday, and you know all I would say is best of luck to Dorian and the boys because this this is a Kelly team that. Have, um, got some very good players in there and they're, they're going to want to start the season well so this this is going to be yeah this, this is going to be a, f- a few goals I would I would think and yeah um, so I think the uni are on a bit of a hiding to nothing I think though, the, 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 the unfortunate thing for, for uni as well is you know I, I've I've played the Betfred a couple of you know a couple of times and um, having spoke to you know, we spoke to Subo uh, when he spoke about the Betfred, and, we, and he put down slow starts to the Betfred and and the impact that can have on your squad. But the fact, but probably the bet for 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 the uni, Kelly's probably come maybe one or two weeks too too soon. I think maybe two or three weeks down the line, you'd start to really see the effects of the Betfred on this Kelly squad. But Kelly have got a big squad this season, and but. Perhaps if maybe if it was if the league was maybe another week or two down the line, you'd maybe think you know what three or four games into the Betfred this might have a bit of an effect on the Kelly side, but one game isn't going to have much of an effect, I don't think. And um, this is just well, the hardest. The hardest. result they got, albeit against St Johnston last night. Well, that's two one, two one loss. That's a, you take that against a Premiership side. Absolutely, it's, it's absolutely no disgrace the result last night, and I think. Uh, yeah. I this like when when we tweet the full time results on a uh, on Saturday, I think we're going to have to put in brackets. <laughs> I think we're in for a good season overall, in the Lone League. I and think so. Hopefully, fingers crossed, mate. Hopefully, we can get all thirty four games played, eh, by us. Oh, I thirty three them. <laughs> well, thankfully it's only thirty two, so we don't have to worry about those extra teams. <laughs> 
<laughs> Our pictures are saved for those two weeks. We've got a wee bit of buffer in there. Um, right, we'll start with the podcast puzzler before we go into the opening week of the Prediction League because it's back. Uh, we've got a, a full quota this week. But uh, podcast puzzler. Uh, what was what was last week's one again? I can't even remember it now. Tell me, Cal. I always forget well, them. Was that a good? Was it even one? Was it? it might not even be one. Um, what was this one? I think there was one. Oh no, that's a Anyway, uh, this week's one is a lot better, and I don't. I think you might have to actually have a couple of days to think think about it, and you might be able to give it to us uh, next week. This podcast puzzler. I'm counting this. Well, it is for the majority of our teams, but this has been the opening week of the season for five of our six teams. It is the opening week, so. This week's podcast podcast puzzler, quite straightforward, is what's your most memorable or your most favourite game that's been on the opening weekend or opening week of your the team you follow season? That may be that may be tricky for some. Um, oh, I've got one for the second game of the season. No, no, it's uh, op- I, I know I know exactly which game he's talking about for the second game of the season. That's how bad that is. I, what's I that one that it was George Burnley's first game at Tynecastle. Would that be correct, Matt? Nah, I'm well ahead of you, mate. I'm Craig Levine's first dinner. Ah, right, okay. Okay. Mark Mark Devesis' home debut. Uh, I, for for first first games of the season, um, Fir Park 2010, Sunday afternoon, why not on the Saturday night? Hungover. (laughs) Hungover on the on the Sunday, went through it for Park and Hibs went in one all at half time despite no kicking a ball. Um, and then Liam Miller and Paul Hanlon scored in the second half. Ran out three two winners. What a trip that was! That was a good trip. Uh, yeah, good shot. Good shot. I've got it. Hearts Championship season, first game of the season away to Rangers. <laughs> Beat them two one with a uh, previously mentioned Osman So won a yeah. massive yeah. statement of intent because the next game we went and bumped tips as well. Yeah. No a good shout. <laughs> good shout. <clears throat> yeah, I think for me off top top of my head from a from a from a playing point of view actually was the first uh low league winning season for, for Edinburgh City, I think fourteen fifteen. We had Vale Leathan away who back then were you know a lot more a lot more tricky to play against than it had been in, in recent times. It was a horrendous day for weather. It poured down the whole game. Uh, but we went down there and we, and we were just really confident, comfortable. We came in 3-0, 3-0, But I remember coming in at full time just going, like we say, you, you don't really know in pre-season until you get that first competitive game. And we got that out of the way and we went, we're going to go on to have a good, good season here. And uh, Well, we did. We lost one game all league season and we, we lost in the playoffs. But, it gave us that that confidence to go and finish the job the year after. So for me, um, Vale away twenty fourteen would have been would have been mine for Ember City. How was your what was your first game in uh, League Two? Four for four for at home. Um, three two defeat. Yeah, three two defeat. Craig Beatty. Yeah, Craig Beatty and uh, Ross Guthrie with the goals for us. Um, Took us a while to get going in that league, but we eventually, we eventually did a right. There's no much hair at that forward line, eh? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, no. Um, right, predictions then. Yeah, it's yeah, the no, opening, opening weekend of the Prediction League. Uh, our second year at doing this. And, uh, well, we've got another another addition to the to the to put into the podcast right. with, with buyers so no pressure Ross you've got a lot lot to live up to I think I came out was it second or third Callum and Callum uh, DNQ <laughs> was it doing the athletics whatever it is <laughs> or the golf didn't make the cut did not qualify <laughs> I can't say what I want to say right now but <laughs> you and I will have what's coming <laughs> but you're taking it seriously <laughs> <laughs> You're taking it serious. That was his bold claim three weeks ago. Taking it serious. It's not even started, and I'm getting abuse on Twitter for my shocking <laughs> suggestions. No, you're taking it serious. Taking it serious. Right, we're off. Callum, Cove versus Hibs. 4 uh, 1 Hibs. 
Ross. Three one Hibs. Uh, four two Hibs. Rock Callum, Cowden Beef against Hearts. Hearts three zip, three zip. I think. Ross. Hearts four zip. Oh. Uh, I'll go for two nil, two nil, and. Ember City versus Stenhouse Muir, Cal? 3-1, 3-1 City. Ross? 2-0 City. I'll go for 2-1 City. And into the Lowland League, we'll go... I'm trying to work out an alphabetical order here. Um, East Stirling against Gretna. Against East Stirling against Civil, Cal? 2-1 uh, uh, Civil, 2-1 Civil. Two one civil Ross. Three nil civil. Oosh. Oh yes, that's the stuff. <laughs> uh, I'll go for a one all draw. And Gret mm. Gretna against Spartans, Cal. Uh, two nil, two Spartans. Ross. Two one Spartans. I'll go for three one Spartans. And. Kelty against Embora Uni. I'm bucking the trend of the the clean sweep here and thirteen uh, one. <laughs> what? I'm taking it seriously. Thirteen one. I'll be closer than a lot of other people will. Ross, you having a moment? You having a minute of silence here for that for that result? <laughs> Yeah. Well, for it, for you, right. yeah. 8-0 8-0 Kelty 8-0 I think uh, yeah um, <laughs> yeah I mean it, it could be anything but I'll I'll keep it <sighs> go in the middle of the road go dead no I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go <laughs> I, I'm gonna you know after some of the the derby shouts you were given earlier I'm gonna give the only score that matters here and that's 7-0 uh, to, to Kelty yeah. Uh, but for this time it's a team in maroon that managed to score seven uh, rather than a team in green but there we are um, we're going to finish <laughs> we're going to finish finish the podcast by well pretty straightforward Mona Scotland lads wish you all the best this weekend in the in the prediction league uh, get your get get your get them in as quick as you can uh, and hopefully have a good season for all our all our contestants in that but uh, thanks for listening all the best to our Lone League sides open up their campaign this weekend as well. I've enjoyed it, Ross and Callum. I've been Andrew, and that was the Edinburgh Football Podcast.